0: Thank <music>
1: Space, time and the cosmos make up the tangible and the intangible concepts and discoveries of the modern world. From Carl Sagan to Neil deGrasse Tyson that educate the wider audience with the awe and wonder of space, to the scientists and engineers of today that are exploring space technology, there has never been a more fitting time to look farther than Earth to continue humanity's explorations and expeditions. There is one man who is taking part in this conversation. One who is on a journey of discovery to find out why the technologies being developed for landscapes in space can ultimately be translated to use on our earthly landscapes. Dimitri Barakovic is an architect and founder of Think Imagine Question initiatives. Using scientific research and artistic expression, his work with TIQ is trying to push the physical and mental boundaries of design thinking in order to prepare for extreme climatic shifts. From the Amazon rainforest wildfires to hurricanes, we have started to witness critical experiences on Earth where the solutions to resolve it will also exist in the questions that are being explored in developing space technology. This episode was recorded in Dimitri's workplace, which is the office of the multidisciplinary company Terence O'Rourke in Bournemouth. So I I want to start off with your childhood Mm -hmm. and your childhood fascinations. Mm I'm going to try to pronounce the the town that you were born in. Yeah. Uh, Ignalia Visaginas.
2: Yeah, so it's Ignalina Visaginas.
1: Ignalina Visaginas. Yeah. Okay. And that used to be a part of the Soviet Union. That's right, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so. But now it's a, a Lithuania?
2: It's Lithuania yeah. now, yeah. yeah. So the town, I think my understanding is that it's still... Uh, I suppose predominantly Russian, um, or certainly Russian speakers still live there, Mm -hmm. um, but after the power station shut down, a lot of the people kind of moved away and, you know, it was supposed to be this new, prospering, uh, city development type of thing, uh, but obviously following Chernobyl and all that disaster and events, um, yeah, people kind of just started moving away.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, you wrote that, um, you know, my mother told me the government used to give out iodine tablets to, yeah, yeah. To, to basically so, help with the radiation. That's right. God. So,
2: uh, where we lived was about five kilometers away from the actual power station. And, and I was young at the time, but um, the government officials, I suppose, I don't know who exactly who used to bring iodine, or iodine, I don't know how to pronounce it properly, uh, tablets, but I think my mother said we never actually took them, because we weren't sure what was going on. Uh-huh. Um, partly why we eventually moved away. Uh, but yeah, it's an um, interesting experience, you know, it's a bit of a kind of dark...
1: Do you, do you <laughs> dark. remember? Do you remember any part of that childhood? Uh,
2: so yeah, so I, you know, I moved away uh, when I was nine, moved to UK. Um, but at the time when I was living there, I was actually spending half my time in Belarus, um, mm. which is where my mother was from, mm. um, with my grandparents. They had a farm. They had some land. Um, yeah, it was actually quite a fantastic time. Um, and part of the time I was in Lithuania now. Um, mm. You know, studying and, you know, in terms of the context of Lithuania, you know, you, I'd remember kind of actually message you the same thing where you'd have like gas pipes and running yeah. along the roads. Yeah. You know, and that, I, that, I can remember that vividly. And now, in retrospect, when you think about it, it's quite a strange, Yeah. you know, uh, you can go on Google Earth you know or street view and you can actually see them (laughs) it's still there (laughs) yeah yeah it's it's bizarre I thought it was discontinued I think it's not functioning in its full capacity the the infrastructure yeah but yeah everything's still there yeah um and you know there are quite a few people still living there um so I don't know how they're doing in terms of (laughs) their health but yeah everyone's still there I think yeah. Um yeah. but in in terms of Belarus that was um a complete contrast. You know, you, you go from kind of town city context to countryside. And yeah. in Belarus, you know, my grandparents had a little bit of land and I would just go out, you know, to entertain myself, run around <laughs> in the fields in the forest and stuff and uh, you know, you'd find some bugs and you know, huge spiders and you know, I would see the kind of the webs that they weaved and I thought, oh my gosh, <laughs> how do they do that? That's so yeah. amazing. You know, it's like a, you know, when I reflect on it now, it's like an aesthetic, you know, sculpture, but then it's functional. It captures water droplets.
0: Yeah. You
2: know, it's um captures the food for them and it's also a home. So for me, it's like, oh yeah, that's architecture, you know, it's, yeah. it's and it's the landscape that we kind of navigate really.
1: I, I, I think I've got an excerpt of, Except of what you wrote mm-hmm. in your blog post, so I yeah throughout this conversation I want to pick out some of your ri- writing, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. when I was researching about you, I yeah. The, the most fascinating thing I loved about the process yeah. was was your blog posts. Right. I right. It was interesting. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, Just the way you portrayed your ideas.
2: Right,
1: right. So I I wanted also the audience to be able to have that privilege to <laughs> be able to hear, hear kind, some of the text. So, yeah, yeah uh, so you wrote, um, growing up, I spent my summers in Belarus uh, fascinated with exploring the forests and observing the natural phenomena, such as the webs constructed by spiders.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: These demonstrations of structural integrity, efficiency, and sculptural composition were truly profound in beauty to my eyes. Mm-hmm. These moments of discovery inspired me to imagine and question how such mechanisms are engineered and how they respond in their natural context. As a child, observing this weaving of art and science into an aesthetically pleasing and functional resolve, I was vexed when witnessing the former presented as a juxtaposition. Wow.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> and discovering architecture, what has ultimately become my social contribution, now allows me to exist in a creative and technical space of self-expression which demonstrates art and science to be integral.
2: Mm. Yeah. And
1: that pretty much <laughs> sums up your yeah. fascination and curiosity with the natural world
2: yeah yeah I think so it's um it's It's interesting because I wrote that quite a few years back, and you can definitely tell where you're trying to be objective in your observations, but the emotion still comes yeah. through, yeah. and you know more and more with time, I kind of realize it's all about the experience. You know, even as a young student, I would say, no, no, I want to design an experience, a healthy, safe experience that is fun, and you know, that was important to me. And now, as I mature and be, you know, become more experienced, I realise, yeah, it's ever more so true. Um, yeah, I think uh, it's quite nice to reflect. You know, I haven't yeah. read that for a long time, and you know, you try to be. Mm. Poetic but accurate as well with the terminology, you know. Yeah. Um, I hope it does come across.
1: Yeah, it definitely does. Um, I, th- I think slightly going back to to your childhood and upbringing, mm-hmm. also, I'm really curious in whether you had a spiritual or religious upbringing, and right. um, yeah, whether that was a part of part of your childhood. Yeah. Mm.
2: Um So. I'm not religious as a individual um, and certainly in the context of things uh, growing up you know in the environment that I grew up in a lot of people were you know that's how I suppose it's part of the culture it's part of the uh, kind of you know developing as a human I suppose um, and it's what. lot of people had as well you know when you're let's say living in poverty and you know real poverty where okay you might have something to eat one day but the next day you don't you know as a huge collective you know that's all you had kind of so you know that was very much present however you know my parents kind of never Immersed me into that world. Uh, You know, I didn't have to practice. Mm. But certainly, Russian people are religious, uh, or some. Um, But I did kind of try to study and understand what that cultural aspect actually meant. You know, and to me, it was more actually how people navigate the world. So rather than say, um, you know, practice, you know, they said there were religious steps um, it was more kind of how people developed in their interactions with people, so mm. the, like morality and the rules and mm. how they pursue i don't know their life goals and everything mm. so um in that so yeah, in that sense uh, I never had uh yeah, religion kind of uh, pushed on me Um, and myself, uh, yeah, I never explored it in such a detail where, yeah, it became kind of a part of my life, if you like. Um, As I grew up, uh, I studied it closely, um, you know, and I tried to understand, you know, the, the stories and the different kinds of religions and... Mm. How that influenced different cultures and actually the environments, you know, like you go Mm. to some of the churches, for example, the architecture there, Mm. you know, it's absolutely stunning. You know, when you walk into a space, religious or not, the scale, the materials, the atmosphere that is there, it's undeniable, Mm. you know, and however you describe it, you know, whether it's, yeah... I don't know, a spiritual kind of uh, drive. Uh, it, it, it almost, as I say, it's undeniable. It's there. You can go and experience the space and there's a power. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Like, I think does that kind of answer your question? Yeah, know? yeah.
1: Um. I think religion or some other aspects of spirituality, in a way, it, it, all, it also brings out our creativity. hmm and this connection that we have to something that's outside of ourselves. Sure. And perhaps it's similar, or correct me if I'm wrong, to how you experience nature mm-hmm. and this awe mm-hmm. and wonder. Yeah. I think it's also perhaps something that people who are deeply religious mm-hmm. also feels. Uh-huh. And this gives them a space to express. Sure, this, yeah, you know? yeah.
2: So so for me, um, why I think um, design and kind of, you know, in design of the infrastructure and landscapes appeals is that it's something that is tangible. It's something that is there. It's something that you go through and you can experience yourself, you know, through your senses. Mm, And mm -hmm. you can take anyone along that road. Mm. They might have some slightly more, you know, varied experiences or intricate kind of um, differences. Um, but the but the architecture is there. You know, it's it's almost like, you know, I could tell you and describe with words, you know, for example, like you, yeah. you, you've read that um, yeah. paragraph. But actually, if we go out and I take you through, you know, that space, I don't need to say any of those things. Yeah. You will have a profound kind of... It, you yeah sometimes you have to reflect on it a little bit but you just feel a certain way
0: mm-hmm. it's exactly and it's true to you mm-hmm. yes
2: and uh, yeah and I think I think that's yeah I think that's important it's um you know it's it's easily kind of objectively shown you know I can show I can design a space a certain way that it will make you feel a certain way you mm-hmm. know I can mm-hmm edit the space to make you feel, you know, warmth or openness or, you know, and that's just kind of different orientation and volume play, you Mm, know, mm -hmm. it's, uh, Mm. and, but yeah, as I said, if you go through a forest, you see some of the natural kind of events, uh, other species, and you spend some time just observe. Mm. the interactions mm. you know how they live how they exist mm. mm-hmm. it's like when you see a whole bunch of termites or a whole bunch of um, ants kind of mm. walking across carrying bits of leaves and other matter you know mm. and it's yeah. like you you see th- there's there's an intelligence there there's a system there's something going on um and i think it's just Yeah, it's just stunning. I just thought, can humans do something like that? Can I do something with my life that's kind of, you know, technical and creative in one area, if Mm -hmm. you like? Um, That's where, actually, uh, architecture appealed to me. um,
1: What would you say, then, is the meaning of your day-to-day work?
2: The meaning? Mm -hmm. Um... See, if you break down architecture, I think, uh, you know, ultimately it's about creating a safe environment for us to live, to Mm. exist. Mm -hmm. Um, But, and more so, I think actually it's the interactions that we can design. You know, it's like the interaction we're having now. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like there is a space, a context that we create, Mm -hmm. but then this kind of human connection can occur, Mm. you know, or you you might go and play sports or you might go and do some research or reading in the library. You Mm. know, these are the sort of environments where I think architecture and kind of design, um, you know, shines. It's kind of, it should be, it's almost like it should be background. You know, like the stuff that Mm. we design, it should be almost the canvas if you like mm. the setting mm. but then humans and other species other alive things should interact and do their thing Form
1: their own
2: yeah and sort you, and, of and and painting. yeah you just yeah. create these opportunities yeah. and yeah. i think for me that's what ultimately what as a designer you try and do yeah. um,
1: have you ever had days when you're feeling less inspired or <clears throat>
2: Yeah, so, this going a bit deep. So, sometimes, okay, so the way that my brain operates is I need to consistently stimulate Mm. thoughts. Uh Otherwise, (laughs) I start, you know, going into dark places and kind of rationalize, uh, uh, let's say, not the best kind of scenarios and things, you know, so yeah. kind of uh, that you, you know, spaces you don't really want to explore. So I try to stimulate my brain and kind of have all these puzzles that I need to solve all the time.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So at any one time, I would have quite a few, say, projects or research ideas going on. Mm-hmm. So there might be. 5, 10, 15, 20 and so on pathways and I would pick up one, work on that. When I get stuck,
0: Mm -hmm. I park it. Mm
2: -hmm. I step away for a day, a week. I move on to another subject.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. I progress that and I consistently balance those when I get to a point where, oh, it's just, yeah, I'm not creative, I'm not getting any solutions, I can't resolve this, Mm. you know, frustration kicks in, it's like, actually, forget about that, I'll just uh, step away, and I know that at some point I will return. Mm. You know, at some point something will click, and, you know, I could be solving something on the other side, (laughs) you know, some design idea, oh, you know, maybe if I design something that folds away, it solves that issue, but then it will trigger an idea that, That will resolve the issue I was having elsewhere, you know, and I'm consistently moving about. Um, And in terms of projects, um, you know, you don't always have the luxury where you can, you know, you have to get results. You know, you you certainly get to a certain professional level where you can, you know, get results. But sometimes you need, it depends on your creative process, I suppose, but you need time. It's like normally if something uh, comes up, okay, here's a problem to solve, I allow myself so, you know, some time to kind of think about it, mm. do my research, look into the history, because then I put up all these kind of puzzle pieces, if you like, in, yeah. in my mind, and they're there. And then I start to try to see what the connections are,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
2: how do I bring it together, mm. How do I solve what the kind of the client requirements are, um, the brief, the regulations and so on, and balance it and it's a fine balance. And
0: mm.
2: you know, that's where what I mean when I say, well, it can be quite technical, it can get quite creative and artistic and scientific. You know, you can get yeah. deep into it, but you know, and I give it time and luckily I seem to be quite good at you know, uh, what I do, so yeah. it, it worked out, you know, I was fortunate enough to find a specialization that I can actually, you know, contribute something and do well in. Yeah. Um, yeah. I hope that answers... Yeah, um, uh,
1: yeah no, uh, because, um, yeah, partly I asked you that question because you do talk about your architecture being your um, social contribution, mm-hmm. so... Um, yeah. Yeah.
2: So, yeah, so what I mean by that is, um, you know, you're trying to, like you touched a little bit on kind of defining, let's say, meaning for your life, Mm. the reason for your life. And, uh, you know, some find it in religion, some find it in other pursuits. Uh, uh, for me, it, it definitely is architecture. It's, um... It's the right balance between art and science for me um, and it's uh, yeah, a way I can express myself that I can see other people are happier, yeah. you know, and not just people but other species. So, yeah. you know, we worked on designing a zoo yeah. and, uh, you know, for example, a rhino house, you know, I went back after... The project was actually complete and you could see the animals just running around enjoying the space and it's like yes this is this is this is why i do this (laughs) yeah this is i yeah it's just it's just nice i think
1: I haven't um, had the luxury or the opportunity to, to design for animals. I mean, no, well, I guess me. we do that on a day to day basis yeah, exactly. for, our, yeah. for our landscape architecture, but specifically a zoo. Yeah.
0: <laughs> where yeah. for
1: you in architecture, you're designing it to yeah, house it's, it's, rhinos? Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. well,
2: yeah. So, um, <laughs> we've done a few projects um, actually with my colleague, I Um And yeah, but what I would say is you say, well, maybe you don't necessarily have a focus of of a uh, particular species but actually when you are designing landscape you are designing for all kinds of different biological matter you know there are
0: Absolutely.
2: whether or not you get the chance to consider you know because in nature of things is business you know it's deadlines. Uh, <laughs> yeah yeah so there are fees there are deadlines mm. and you have to balance You know, you have to pay your bills and all of that stuff. But actually, there is a wider impact of your work. Mm. Um, You know, there'll be other animals that live in that space, especially when you're talking about landscape. You know, I find it very strange when some people isolate. Kind of, oh, here, this is what we do, this is what we do, and Mm. this is that. And it's like, no, no, everything is interconnected. Mm. Everything has an impact and there are implications
0: Mm.
2: you know and you might create an environment where other species will prosper or Mm. you might create an environment where they won't Mm. and by default i think we should be and most people are i think designing something that you know well my i don't know butterflies can live here and i would argue actually bees as well should be a focus on uh designs, you know, yeah. and trees certainly are in some projects, not not necessarily as much as we'd like. Um, but that's kind of in isolation. You're talking about, you know, kind of uh, items that make the whole, if you like.
1: Yeah, seeing the bigger picture. Yeah. Really, yeah. It's, um, And 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 I think I think more so these days we we do now have the luxury to think about the meaning of our work. Mm. Because, you know, in the years before, it was mainly, I, I think it's more about surviving, sure. putting food on the table. Yeah. But now, especially, you know, in our generations mm. in the younger generations, they are thinking about that. And yeah. um, I'm joined to an online chat group, for example, mm. and the conversations that come up quite often would be, you know, um, I want to create an impact in the world. I want to right. have me, I want to do work that has meaning. Mm-hmm. What do I do? And yeah, uh, yeah. yes, they end up, you know, traveling around to find that meaning. But yeah. essentially, it's it's having that balance mm-hmm. as well of what you say, having, putting food on the table, but also being able to have that creative expression. There's a beauty in that, that we also do need to
0: yeah. relish.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, a, I think,
2: absolutely. I think you're um, right. It's, um... If you actually stop and think, most people in the world don't have the luxury to contemplate ideas or abstract thoughts mm. or kind of yeah. explore who they are and mm. you know what can their contribution be? Because mm. they have to think about okay, how am I going to feed myself, my family? How am I going to pay for this roof? <laughs> you know, yeah. and and it's a very real. To this day you know it's you know we certainly have family who we have to support mm-hmm. um, and perhaps if you can you can extend to friends you know um, but some of us uh, who are uh, you know a little bit more lucky, let's say, um, yeah have that kind of opportunity to just explore different pathways, you know, like you say, travel the world, mm. maybe study different subjects.
0: Mm.
2: and But I think you're right, that that's how else are you going to find what it is that you want to do. You know, you have to test things, mm. you have to experience and see, you know, how it goes. Um, yeah, it's very difficult to kind of, you know, it's like, well what does it really mean? Like, I'm contemplating ideas non-stop all the time, you know, uh, will anything be useful? You don't know, but you just have to go and accept that that's just reality.
1: Yeah, yeah. And uh, lately, I've I've been realizing the the beauty of questions in themselves. Mm. So like when you're solving puzzles, you're asking Mm. different kinds of questions sometimes there might not be an answer, Mm -hmm. but you are living in the question and that essentially is experience in itself. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. I think so.
1: Yeah.
2: It's, um... Yeah, I don't think uh, we always have the luxury to kind of contemplate, but I try to as much as I can kind of, you know, do and think. (laughs) You know, it's... uh, I think it's important.
1: Yeah, uh, well, uh, so let's talk a little bit about biomimicry because mm-hmm. you you're big on biomimicry. Yeah, As yeah. far as I'm aware. Yeah, yeah. Can you give us some examples of what you've learned in? Yeah,
2: yeah. So what you've learned so far. I mean, uh, the good resource for that is actually asknature.org, dot mm. org.
1: Um,
2: it's a great website. Um, I've looked into a lot of the research that they publish, um, and they kind of analyze nature. Um, what you know, you can find literally how some I don't know. Let's say a beetle, the way that it's shaped allows you to capture kind of moisture from the fog in the air and into these little pockets of area, and then it can tilt. And all that water after it builds up into droplets will just run down his body mm-hmm. and they can drink wow. and hydrate, you know, things wow. like that. Yeah. Then you have the the famous one really that you, you, you probably have come across is the termite mounds.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
2: that's a naturally ventilating structure. You know, it's very clever. They have channels coming from... Uh, the ground, let's say, and channeling up, so as the warm air rises, they let it escape at the top. Mm -hmm. But they can also control that temperature by closing off some of those channels and, you know, there's lessons there that we certainly apply in design these days, um, in terms of natural ventilation, um, but also using uh, the ground um, because of the consistent temperature, cool consistent temperature, you can store food and Mm. anything else like that. yeah, it, it kind of goes on and on, like shark scales, you know, the, there's a certain um, aerodynamic nature to this, uh, the skin or the scales, I don't know if the right terminology, but because of how they're shaped, they channel water yeah. very efficiently, so mm-hmm. there might be lessons there, you know, for designing, you know, vehicles that are more aerodynamic or mm-hmm. um, swimsuits, I think, is something that's... Um, been inspired by the shark skin, oh, so um, okay. and then yeah, um, uh, the other one is the whales. If you look at their on their fins, they have these bumps, and about thirty, up to thirty percent, I believe, um, the results have shown um, it, sh- it allows more efficient flow of water, and therefore it also might apply to say the aeroplane, you know, wing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's more efficient and more aerodynamic by 30% or up to 30%. Wow. So, you know, when you mm-hmm. look at, if you actually open up and look beyond than just, say, your industry or your own specialization, you begin to discover there are solutions out there. And yeah. particularly in nature, you yeah. know, um, that's billions of years of, let's say, development, if you like, a library of... Yeah. Uh, of testing and uh, solving problems, you know, yeah. and uh, I think yeah, it's an important uh, resource uh, that most people I think tap into, um, but can always do more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We,
1: we we talked about the collaboration, mm-hmm. like collaborating outside of our own like immediate professions. Um, so in a way. That is also a resource mm. of collaboration mm. with mm. nature yeah, yeah. and the I systems. Think so. yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, I think so. Yeah. It's um you know, it's uh, and it doesn't stop there. You know, I would go as far as to say, well, look at what other people are doing as well. You know, you can learn from other specializations, um, origami for example, uh, you know, informed some of the roof designs that I've done, Mm -hmm. you know, the way that it folds away and it's quite a beautiful structural aesthetic, but it's also functional, you know, and you know, uh, yeah, you look at different kind of industries and they might have sold something that you are struggling to kind of push forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. uh, Look no no way to look. yeah yeah well, yeah, but it's I think that's part of the fun is that you yeah. get to explore and you know you don't you, you don't know what you might find, and I think that's quite exciting actually yeah. like you you know you go for a walk somewhere in the forest and you might be thinking about things and or you might not be, you know you might just be in the moment walking your dog or just yourself or with your friends. Or something might just click and you go, oh my gosh, <laughs> I, I've i got it, you know, I've got an idea how I can yeah. create this canopy, you know, or yeah. I don't know, whatever the problem is. It's it's funny how um, life works, but certainly exploring is very exciting and I think you should do more. Yeah. It's that curiosity that you have as a child, I think you don't want to... Uh, stop
1: no no I'm a big believer in that, yeah. that we should never stop our curiosity mm. yeah
2: yeah it's 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 I suppose it's easier when you're a child um, because you know most things are new and you don't have to worry about you know as we said the reality of things that yeah. we have to pay for food and things like that but um, it's also making sure that you know with it, we don't stifle that either. You know, like a lot of... It's like... I know you're getting a little bit deeper, but like society and so on, you don't want that to influence, you know, the child to kind of stop questioning. It's, um, it's yeah. quite sad, really, when that happens.
1: So. Yeah, yeah. well, so in relation to that, actually... Um, so I'm going to read another excerpt. Okay. It's in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, now coming back to think imagine question mm-hmm. which essentially is what you've created back in mm-hmm. 2015 mm-hmm. so that was recently after you also got qualified and
2: well actually was I was doing yeah I was actually working on it whilst at university it's just I never ah, formally right. launched it because of my studies
0: I see um, <laughs>
2: yeah because trying to balance so many things you know and yeah. it just wasn't I had to find the
1: right time for it, and yeah. that's it, when it made sense. <laughs> maybe, yeah, Maybe so this was the time yeah. it seems that it made sense. In 2015, a child was born.
0: Mm.
1: Imagine a dialogue with this little speck of dust, stardust.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The intent is to reveal our thoughts and experiences as we venture through time, life, as well as explore the wisdom it has to offer with regards to art, science, space, architecture, engineering, technology. It is apparent that not all things can yet be grasped, thus begins the composition of our journey, which we wish to share, not only with our child, but also with you. Hmm. So I guess it began to make sense when your baby was born. Yeah,
2: so my daughter, um, yeah, my daughter was born, and um, it was, uh, well... It was just a stunning time, it certainly uh, made me and us very happy. Um, It's also a very real kind of responsibility check, you know, so definitely considered how to bring this life up, you know, and we were thinking, okay, how do we do it in the best way as a parent, you know, and Mm. you start to think what are constructive ways that you can do that and I thought, you know, I could actually start capturing little lessons that I've learned throughout my life in blogs. Um, Because eventually she'll grow up and she'll be able to read those and... Mm. Hopefully, I'm still around and I'm able to pass down and actually have a conversation with her um, about all those lessons and experiences. Um, then I thought, okay, there are also people out there that you know maybe didn't have a parent or you know uh, for whatever reason. Um, so it, it might kind of help in that sense as well. And um, yeah, it's just kind of important. It almost boosted this, uh, you know, think-imagine question yeah. into life. <laughs>
1: yeah, now you have a little human being. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's
2: it's, um, it's like making sure that she has, obviously, a, a healthy and safe environment, but also an environment where her curiosity gets pushed mm-hmm. in the right way. Um, mm-hmm you know, and yeah, I just thought this is actually a way that I can focus it in a constructive way. Um, and yeah, it's, um, started from there really. Um,
1: wow. Uh, So how, how has that been like then? Sort of doing all of this with a little human
2: being, (laughs) but in, in your lives? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, actually at the time, um, I was studying and working full time, <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, Aurelia, is her name. She arrived, and you know it was uh, a difficult balance, of course, but also the best balance. You know, um, it's it's also what it has done actually is also helped remind me that I need to keep looking, keep searching, keep Mm. learning about things as well. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, when you're trying to describe things to a child, um, you try to get right down to the core and the detail and actually how things work. But describe it in the most simple, accessible ways. Mm. Um, You know, take out all the jargon and kind of Super technical terms out because you won't otherwise communicate effectively. But you just try to distill very much like what you're trying to do. Um, You know, little things um, from eating food, from you know, from walking, from running, from you know, it goes on and on, and reading and. And eventually, you start to actually, you get, to, or the child gets to a certain age where you know, um, she or he begins to understand different concepts, and you know they're trying to piece life together. And it's very much like what we do as adults.
1: I still do. I still do. And, <laughs> still do. Said, and yeah.
2: you're trying to remind yourself to keep doing that.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: and I think you know. <laughs> Uh, having a child actually helps that <laughs> it's um it's a reminder you know of that curiosity really
1: yeah
2: um, yeah i don't even know if i answered your question i no, kind of went no, off it, it <laughs> no, 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 it's all it, it, adding up to uh, yeah. paint a
1: picture of yeah, yeah. everything yeah. um yeah that's really interesting um I was gonna say something, but I yeah know. yeah yeah completely
2: gone yeah that, that's what happens when you go off on a tangent yeah. it's, um, no
1: it's, you, you answered yeah. my question no absolutely yeah. um, it's
2: um yeah so it's IQ, I think you we were talking about and yeah, that as um, I, I
1: so the 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 really specific words think mm. imagine question mm-hmm. but also like you say it strips out all the jargon mm-hmm. like everyone knows what that means mm-hmm. but. Why those particular words and why not other words, why not the other synonyms that
2: yeah, yeah. could be... Yeah, yeah. So, a... um, I use a sentence, it's a bit of a play on words, so I say, what makes you tick?
1: So, but I spell it T-I-Q. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um,
2: <clears throat> and I think it's just, those are kind of simple words that actually, I think, are important. All words are important for communication and so on, but... Um, I think thinking, you know, you spend time kind of reflecting and trying to understand why things are happening, you know, the reason, you know, you rationalize things, you try to understand and um, imagine is actually that creative side, you know, what if? Mm. And that's what leads to the question, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like... Mm well, if we didn't question things, we'd still probably be, you know, in the cave somewhere or something. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's all that kind of evolution and development and progress and innovation um, is the key word, I think, for me. Um, You almost, it's almost our nature to to just keep progressing and developing. You know, someone at some point said, oh, you know, I, I want to explore. I want to go out there and, you know, see beyond, you you know, this world that I'm in, this bubble that I'm in, and I think Mm -hmm. it's important because you can otherwise get stuck into ideologies and kind Mm -hmm. of be in these echo chambers of, you know. It's good to shake things up, I think. It's good to question things. It's good to reflect and think on things, and imagination, I think, is with you as a child and yeah it's important not to lose that mm.
0: Yeah.
2: otherwise we just get consumed by everyday life and before you know it your time is done you know in the scheme mm. of kind of cosmic scales you know, uh, you know life if you're lucky enough to uh, live a long life it's still just a small blip yeah, and before you know it it's over so it's important that you know we have fun and we do meaningful things. I think.
1: Yeah, we make it worthwhile. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, we have yeah. the luxury too. Yeah. yeah.
2: Especially so. if you have the luxury mm, too. You know, yeah. some people don't have the opportunity, so I think it's almost like we owe it to everyone to do that. So.
1: Yeah, yeah. and, and I, I I just it's, remembered what I wanted to say to you. Mm-hmm. I, I think in especially bringing up children or bringing a child into this world, I really do think, again, that if you have the luxury too...
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, to be more conscious in yeah. the way you bring up a child or if you do uh, bring in a child in the world mm-hmm. to be more intentional about about, about it because uh, yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah I mean yeah, yeah you can be you know there isn't a blueprint out there um, how to bring up uh, a human being no. you know yeah. we can do our best um, but as a collective you know you, if you if you are lucky enough, you know there will be people that can help you you know who might advise you you know some of the elders who've gone through it um, you know sometimes they're wrong, sometimes they're right. Um, what I would say is that you are going to be the best as a parent, you are best placed to bring up the child because you are the most in tune with that little life. Mm. But you can be also systematic, you know, you can be more informed and more intelligent about it, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, It's uh, again with this kind of going back to our child and um, starting this research that I do or this initiative, um, it's kind of making sure that she's informed, you know, making sure that. She understands there are so many different pathways out there, mm. uh, and you know she has an opportunity to kind of explore and discover it. You know, um, I, for example, growing up, I struggled to know, okay, what's my place? What's my pathway? Just like most people, you know, mm. it's Yeah. when you finish your education. I mean, I had other stuff going on as well, but when you focus just on your studies and, you know, someone says, well, what do you want to be, you know, you're almost an adult, now what, you know, it's like, well, I don't know, I want to explore. And, you know, and people don't really have answers because they don't know you the way that you do, if that makes sense. Uh You know, it's like... uh, You know, I was lucky enough to discover architecture, as I said, because I needed something technical and I needed something kind of creative, you know, it's like, yeah, I I call it a a perfect balance between art and science, you know, it's like that mold, Um, but I didn't know that, you know, I was told, well, you can be a doctor, you can be a lawyer and cosmonaut or astronaut, (laughs) you know which is great you know if that's you you know if that suits you but it it wasn't quite right for me um and actually i then realized well you can define your own specializations you can define your own pathways you know you might sit under the umbrella of Mm. a specific area Mm. you know like design (laughs) you know Mm. that's a very broad Mm. it captures you know you could be a set designer you can be a graphic designer you can be a film designer you know i don't know a game designer and it goes on and on mm-hmm. and um but yeah it's just uh lucky enough uh, for me i did find my place but for i don't want my child to <clears throat> kind of go through the those struggles so yeah i try to you know make her experience as many things She's interested in, and she can, you know, yeah. and uh, find her own pathway in that sense. Um, and this initiative, uh, whilst it's also, you know, we'll be teaching her, will also teach me.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and know. teach other people as well. <coughs> I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So. Um, yeah. So so the 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 idea behind it, um, you say it's. To, to make architecture and design of the constructed environment accessible to everyone around the world. Yeah. Um, the intent is to culminate a network of specialists who are available for questions, consultation, and collaboration, demonstrating how crafted environment, designed and constructed adds value through improved quality of life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I guess what you're trying to do, um, obviously correct me if I'm wrong, is to build this library yeah. of knowledge and yeah. people a community that mm-hmm. that 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 if you had a question if your child had a question if somebody else had a question can directly have access to yeah yeah
2: yeah yeah no absolutely yeah. it's um exactly that it's um you know as a i think i mentioned uh, to you before is um you know we have this very useful medium now you know Audio and uh, video, and we can capture these conversations, which otherwise, you know, we would have experienced, but then no one else would have no. the chance to yeah. and actually learn from.
0: Yeah.
2: And uh, you know, I am trying to make it accessible. You know, obviously, you have to have a device and the internet connection to be able to. <laughs> you know, not everyone is so lucky, but um, you know, it's it's a step in that direction. Um, it's, uh, you know, I'm, again, quite fortunate where I get to meet amazing people uh, who kind of share their time and, um, you know, I work with them either professionally or through my research mm-hmm. and, you know, I it to be out there available to others, you mm-hmm. know, because mm-hmm. you might not have access to, mm-hmm. you know, a space engineer or a space architect or mm. a
1: biologist
2: yeah. or a and so
1: Yeah I never thought about it that way in a sense of you being a communication channel for yeah, yeah for yeah. other people. Mm.
2: It's um you know it's it's quite important to actually see that we're all human and you know you can find different pathways, different careers if you like. <laughs> you know, if and if you see someone who's actually embedded into that world, um, talk, you can go, wow, this is, this sounds like me. You know, I can really see myself, mm. you know, I'm intrigued, let's try that out. Mm, um, mm. And, you know, and, and I hope it kind of does that for some, uh, whether you're a, a young student or actually you want a change of career, yeah. you know, um, you might be. An older person who just actually, I want a new chapter in my life, mm. okay. you know. And but this way, you can get a little bit of insight, you know. And it's not just me, there are you know millions of you uh, of uh, videos and kind of mm. podcasts out there that can actually, if you open your world to that kind of world, <laughs> world, yeah, um, mm. y- you know, you can learn. Uh, Obviously, you have to be careful to kind of filter through the right stuff, but how else are you going to discover it? You know, you have to keep looking and yeah, I hope that this kind of (laughs) thing captures uh, some people's experiences and helps some. (laughs)
1: Didn't realize you were doing this, mm-hmm. and then for some reason I, I came across your profile on LinkedIn, uh-huh. and oh, I think we're already connected. Yeah, I'm yeah. not sure, but yeah, and and I think a post of yours came up, and then I looked into, it and I thought, wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, let's yeah, <laughs> and then check I because so far what I've done with this podcast is, you know, obviously like we have a shared um, belief or vision mm-hmm. of keeping that curiosity alive and that I never want to stop learning mm. even after becoming qualified. Sure, yeah. So but I I, I I didn't find anyone so far in my immediate network of people who were doing something like that. Right, right. So mm-hmm. it was I felt this sort of kinship even though I of enough. Yeah, of Yeah. yeah of some of a similar soul (laughs) yeah yeah no that makes sense still yeah yeah.
2: it's quite yeah it's nice basically
1: it it almost sort of takes me out of the the day-to-day environment of you know yeah
2: yeah yeah so yeah so some of the uh, time is spent on you know let's say a little bit boring stuff that you just have to do but then also you get opportunities to do some more exciting things mm -hmm. and um Yeah, meet like minded people. Um, It's, uh, I think, yeah, like you say, for me, it's the same. It's quite reassuring that, you know, it's not like you're the only one who's trying to almost connect with people on a human level. And, you know, because, yeah, it's almost you're on a journey of discovery and what can you find that will contribute to. What you know, everyone yeah, around you, yeah,
1: um, yeah, and 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 I, in a way, I'm, I, I feel like I'm living in the questions that I'm asking to other people, yeah, at the yeah, moment, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is quite nice. And yeah, it, yeah. it's quite, yeah, it's quite, it's, it's almost like a beginning of it, yeah. I think yeah. it's a
2: perfect excuse. It's almost like having this set up, you can actually <laughs> be a little bit pushy and kind of go, exactly. Hey, let's have a conversation. Exactly. You know, I'm, I'm doing this research and yeah. I'm doing that, and you know, I'm trying to record this and I'm trying to help people. You know, yeah. be a part of it. Let's go. Yeah, and, uh,
1: yeah, exactly. It it just creates a setting for it, like yeah, you say, yeah. like architecture, yeah. Like landscape. Yeah. Yeah. It creates a setting for people to come together and have deeper conversations mm. that we may not necessarily do have in our everyday lives constantly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just, yeah.
2: It's, it's almost a shame, really, because, you know, there are obviously very intelligent people in the world, you know, who are occupied, you know, with tasks that they, you know, and things they have to and responsibilities and priorities mm. and so on mm. And you know, if you're lucky enough you'll have uh, a social circle and professional circles where you can you know, every so often you still have to be productive but every so often you can actually engage in mm. a debate, you know mm. and actually that's very healthy because it's important to have Opposing views, mm. because then you can push each other. You can learn. You know, mm. you can progress. You can mm. actually refine and become more aware, mm. um, and just you know, perhaps better with your work. Or um, and as I say, shaking your world up a little bit so you're not too comfortable. Yeah. Make you know means that you're not complacent and you are actually. Alive, you are doing something.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, you know, I think there is a danger where if you're in a circle where everyone just always agrees with you, you mm. know, as I said earlier, it's an echo chamber. You, you know, and yeah. actually, how much are you gonna progress as an individual yeah. Yeah. in that circle? You know, it's yeah. important yeah. <clears throat> to find, like, you know, for example, you know, we can relate to each other, and what we're doing is kind of linked and is great. But also it's slightly different where, you know, we might challenge each other and say, well, have you considered actually, uh, you know, doing a video or have you considered just the podcast or, you know, and and you can have this, you know, uh, on different levels and uh, you can have different layers of these conversations, you know, Mm. it can be about what we're doing here or it can be about, you know, landscape, it can be about... uh, you know how a lifestyle is carried out. You know mm-hmm. how people live. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I think it's it's important to. Uh, the trouble is. It's great to exist with, within that space of ideas and kind of analyze things, but it's also important to do, to act, mm-hmm. to actually mm-hmm. implement and test.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, that's the difficult part is that you know sometimes you might not have you know the time or the budget for with, with projects for example where yeah. you know and so you have to do research in your own time and but that will inform you and later on you might solve some issues you know more efficiently faster and so on and mm. you know it might just make you better you know uh, at solving these problems yeah um, yeah. 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 <laughs> so,
1: so, so what do you think is like the testing point of think, imagine, question? Then.
2: So yeah. So uh, at the moment, I'm actually researching uh, the space industry. Yeah. Um, where I'm particularly interested in how we design for extreme environments, so extraterrestrial environments. So mm-hmm. you know, you might be on Mars mm-hmm. or so on, mm-hmm. um, and how we design those environments safe human occupation so at the moment um, we are aware of you know um, climatic shifts and kind of extreme um, events that occur so you've got flooding overheating you know storms and so on and it's knowing how to almost prepare for that future and how do we respond you know how can we design the infrastructure and the landscape to be almost let's say you know ready i suppose uh, for these shifts Mm -hmm. um and you know the space industry look at complete extremes you know Mm -hmm. and i'm seeing, okay what are these lessons that i can apply to you know terrestrial application yeah Yeah. um and that's very much what um tiq is helping me do um so i'm going through and meeting with specialists uh, again who are very kind to share their time um, and actually their knowledge you know Mm. this is you can argue is you you know some businesses will keep very private you know but Mm. they are open yeah to share those lessons and um, you know and I'm trying to implement uh, slowly but surely some kind of um Methods into you know the architecture that I design. Um, okay. it's like, um, you know, I've come across um, a gentleman called Paul Stamets who kind of research it, uh, does research into mushrooms. You I've know, come
1: across his uh, profile before, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah,
2: yeah. fascinating stuff. So, if you actually look at his data that he produces, you know, mm. he's talking about kind of um. You know the mu- we know trees store carbon, but actually, in biological terms, um, the evidence is saying that actually up to seventy store- percent is stored in fungi. You know, in yeah. in, in biological matter, in the mushrooms themselves. Um, so straight away, to me, well that says I should be designing environments conducive to that sort of life form. Yeah. You know, there should yeah. be space where I can you know, let uh, other biological matter yeah. grow, you know, your trees, your Gosh. mushrooms, yeah. you know, and uh, on, okay, we are sort of implementing trees to some degree, you know, some people are planting, but certainly not on the scale that we would like to, mm. so, you know, where I can, I make sure that, you know, I include... Space for that, mm, um, mm-hmm. and also the other one is our pollinators. You know, our bees. Mm. <laughs> it's like actually, why isn't every home got an environment for bees to live? Mm.
0: Yeah.
2: You know, like to me, that's like yeah. it's a very interesting. You know, because our pollinators, we depend on it. There's, uh, but they're also struggling in terms of their health. You know, with viruses and and actually the mushrooms themselves. Mm. Um, According to Paul Stanley's research, um, they have anti kind of um, bacterial properties. So, I think the way that uh, bees can consume it um, is it helps their immune system. Mm -hmm. Um, So, battle viruses where it actually affects their ability to fly, you know, and it's like. There's a closed loop system happening here. You know, everything in nature is like that, mm-hmm. where you, there isn't waste. Everything informs. Okay, it might be a piece of rotting wood, but there's mushrooms growing on there that will feed another life form, and mm-hmm. there's a whole network happening here. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah. and it's it's our life support. Yeah. You know, we don't really look at landscape yeah. like that. Some you know, some people do, of course, but landscape, the natural environment is our life support you know and we need to look after it we need to do the right things and you know we certainly as humans have a huge responsibility because you know we design and build infrastructure that can be quite detrimental so Mm -hmm. you know and there's certainly a shift now you know it's quite nice to see that i mean people have been aware of this forever (laughs) you know climate emergency or not people have been aware of this you know always and or, you know, certainly for a long time, and yeah. it's just now <clears throat> it's certainly catching uh, momentum. You know, people are implementing lots of uh, strategies that, you know, do the right thing if you like to look after our environment. So,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, and you sent me uh, the, the post last night about
2: yeah. the,
1: your strategy or your suggestions for yeah, on a government it, level right yeah yeah so
2: so, so this is some it's just simple steps that actually we can do on a government level, but you can also do as individuals, you know
0: mm-hmm.
2: if you can plant some trees,
0: yeah. if you
2: can let some uh, wood rot and so some of the mushrooms are able to grow, and so set up a little uh, you know almost accommodation for the bees you know and obviously do your research so you do it in the right way sometimes it's not practical to do so you know i understand that but um you know those are little things that you can do Mm. um and so yeah i just kind of try to raise the awareness of stuff that i learn Mm. you know as a professional i go Mm. through
0: Mm.
2: i try to get out there and Mm. Almost identify simple practical solutions. it's very difficult to do that mm. um, you know because there are so many variables it's, you know um, but yeah there, there are small steps you can take, and there are big steps we can take yeah. Um, yeah, so
1: yeah, I think it's that shift in thinking on a policy strategic level as well that's needed. Mm. Um,
2: yeah, so so that's my argument is that yeah, it has to come from the government. It can't. It has to be a proactive legislation yeah. that's put in place. Um, we can't just rely on, uh, you know, kind of industry to take lead role in it or kind of, you know, demand to suggest. Oh, this is what we need to do. I mean, mm-hmm. it's shifting that way, of course, mm-hmm. uh, but it's certainly not fast enough. No. Um, no. no. But, you know, the the fact is, you know, all you can really do is make sure that you're doing the right thing, yeah. and that's something that you can control. You mm-hmm. know, it's like, if you want to change absolutely. the world, well, change yourself, and hopefully absolutely. you can extrapolate that, and yeah. there'll be a wider impact. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, right. Yeah. Wonderful. Um, <laughs> yes, and maybe I think we already, you know, spoke about some of this that I yeah, yeah that I've written down because I I wanted to talk to you about you know in in a more abstract level like the the experience and the express mm-hmm. expression mm-hmm. of work um because yeah because what I what I did note down is that there is this expansive quality. And this diversity of expression that I sort of mm-hmm. see or uh, experience when I when mm-hmm. I look at your work and when I'm re- researching about you, um, and I did right, like I sense that what is important to you is um, experience and exploration. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, exactly. I think that's, that's the, the key. <laughs> that's the
2: thing I would yeah. I would definitely say. You know, um, <clears throat> we kind of uh, almost. I don't know, we get stuck sometimes in, you know, oh, I want to do certain things, I want to express myself this way, but um, you have to think about what is the actual point, like why are you doing that? Yeah. Um, You know, I can design some really complex structures and kind of spaces and so on, but there has to be a drive, there has to be a reason why you're doing, you're creating mm-hmm. that space. You can't, you know, you can't, obviously I think it's fun. I also argue that you should bring your individual kind of perks and whatever into yeah, it as well. You know, you, you have your kind of subjective yeah. interests and I think that actually adds another depth. That's, you know, there are certain things we can test like efficiencies and that's an objective way of, Um, let's say observing something but you know adding that human touch to your work is also very important Um, and that individual you know if you're interested in colours well fine you know introduce that into your work Mm. you know that's great Uh, Mm -hmm. if you're interested in you know I like skiing so why shouldn't my work uh, be you know expressive in that way you know and and uh, But ultimately, for me, as I say, it's that experience, it's that human interaction. You know, you're creating something that's safe, you know, and we can just exist in. Um, You know, uh, because there are so many people out there that don't have hygienic environments, that don't have, you know, um, spaces where they can actually explore their ideas and just explore who they are mm. um, and can you you know I just I just say well can you imagine how many beautiful informed minds are lost just because they have to think about well I have to feed you know I was looking at um, something um, on the news a while ago I was reading about I think um, a little girl shared the older brother who was disabled or something and a younger brother because her parents died, you know, and she wasn't yeah. having to but she was like twelve or something, I don't know. She yeah. she had to find ways to find food and look after them and yeah, so that it kind of yeah, breaks my heart really, but we can, I think, slowly but surely progress in a way that, you know, we can uh you know, create environments that everyone can be, you know, safe and happy.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: it's, um, yeah, it's, it's sad.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's living in the reality, but also the possibility. It's that fine balance.
2: Mm. Yeah, um, it's, the... um, yeah, it's, yeah, I just, I feel like there's almost like this guilt, you know, like you go through yeah. adverse things in your life, and you experience some really tough things that probably most people never do, but then there are people that have even worse than you, you know, and it's like... Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: And, you know, and it's just, it's just a a chance, you know, it's an accident. It's not like there was a decision like, oh, yeah, I'll be born into that context, and this is what, you know, I'll be in Mm -hmm. poverty, and I won't have family to support me, you know, it's not like they made Mm. that conscious decision. Mm -hmm. Yeah yeah it's it's a very difficult uh, subject yeah. you know that's what i mean when i say like oh sometimes i feel guilty where yeah. i'm i have the luxury to kind of get deep into my thoughts and kind of um, you, you know <laughs> there are people starving <laughs> you yeah, know what i mean it's I, like i
1: i yeah no i i i, I do relate in the sense mm. um Yeah, I remember when I was younger and uh, you know how they used to be these... I don't think they they still are. I don't watch TV (laughs) anymore. Yeah, (laughs)
0: sure, yeah.
1: But, um, you know, those adverts on charities like Action Aid or Mm -hmm, charities or whatever. And they, they would always show, like, you know, the worst circumstance of a child mm. yeah, yeah. somewhere mm. in a developing country. And, it, yeah, like that would always make me cry. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, my parents almost got used to me crying. So, right, <laughs> right, right. like, yeah, there yeah. she goes again. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And, yeah, that, yeah, and the this sense of guilt of, yeah, why?
0: Yeah.
1: But you're right. It's 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 probably both it's chance. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, but it's I'll also compare, not,
2: you know, oh. it, it, we well, are not to blame you know it's not it's no. difficult to kind of um it's just a, it's a, a reality check yeah. you know it's yeah. what we do yeah. has a wider implication you yeah. know i hope that whilst we're very focused on specific kind of contexts for example designing in this country but you know there are lessons that can be applied and You know, there are amazing projects happening around the world where, you know, people are, you know, getting out of poverty and, you know, they're able to design their own homes and, you know, it's happening. So that's kind of reassuring. Um, It's just, yeah, we have to keep the momentum going. um,
1: Yeah. And also, uh, I think changing my perspective helped in terms of, you know, obviously I'm here and that that that's there is to it. There's nothing yeah. I can do yeah, about yeah. it. So like you also say, like yeah. what can I do in my immediate environment yeah. that can help yeah. myself and also the other people yeah. around me. Yeah. And that's where I can start. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's
2: something that you can control. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, you
2: can you have to accept there are so many things that happen and you know, and you can impact when you start to change you know the patterns that you carry up you yeah. know like the movements that you take the lifestyle and choices and you know actually as a designer you you already have a, a more positive impact because you can design environments that are healthy you know mm-hmm. in the sense yeah. that healthy for all living kind of species in, in, in on this planet so yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely an important role, I think, actually. Um, yeah, and uh, also it's important to remember to have fun. That's the thing. It's like the stuff that we do, the, yeah, there's a great responsibility, but you also have to make sure that you're having fun in what you do. Yeah. It's, um, you know, there'll be a percentage of time that you have to do these difficult Uh, tasks but it should be most of the time you actually enjoy the activity and you know you can laugh about it or you know whatever you know it's people take themselves too serious sometimes (laughs) but um, it's uh, yeah it's important to be silly but also take responsibility very seriously I think
1: in in Coming to some sort of a close, because I think yeah, we can yeah. continue speaking on so many yeah, yeah. different topics and delve right deep into it. Yeah, yeah. Um, coming back to the expression mm-hmm. of, uh, yeah, just basically expressing, um, an excerpt of one of your writings. Mm-hmm. Um, you write Functions of a Tool. <laughs> I love this one. Uh, so once you're well versed in the functions of a particular tool, That is to say, you comprehend the limitations and the opportunities of that tool. Your thoughts are no longer shaped by that tool. You are the catalyst, or tool, for those of you with a sense of humor, (laughs) who shapes your thoughts, ideas, etc. You are the conductor, and the tool is one of many instruments. Hmm. That's very true. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, and you use a lot of tools in my opinion, <laughs> you know, obviously you, uh, you sketch, yeah. you know, great, um, yeah, great at drawing, um, and also this videography that you you know, are also now delving into,
0: uh-huh.
1: and obviously the writing part. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, huh? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, there's, there's a uh, lot of mediums. <laughs>
1: yeah, but
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, so again, what I mean by that is uh, hopefully it's quite a clear statement, but um, a lot of the time I notice, especially um, again in my specialization of architecture, um, you may have heard the term BIM, you know, building Mm. information models, Mm. Um, but in particular software, um, sometimes, you know. We get into using a piece of equipment, a piece of software, a tool. And actually, if we don't fully understand its functions, it might drive the outcome. Mm. And that might not be necessarily the answer to the problem.
0: Mm. It might
2: dictate where you go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But when you actually understand exactly how it works, you will use it to your advantage. Mm. So at this point in time, I need to use a video to communicate my idea mm. effectively
0: mm.
2: or another uh, point in time mm. i have to use a sketch to mm. communicate effectively
0: mm-hmm.
2: another uh, way uh, say actually to communicate my idea i need to create an animation mm. or i need to model a 3d construction detail to explain to the client or you know whoever mm. mm-hmm. how this the junction works, how the structure actually interacts and coordinated with other services, how it operates. Mm. Yeah. So I think it's very important to kind of spend time to actually understand what's influencing you.
0: Yeah.
2: You know, it's and it actually gets a little bit deeper than that because whilst I'm talking about these are simple things like a hammer will make you use it a certain way, mm. but you know, when you're good at using that hammer, you, you know when to use it to your advantage. Yeah.
0: yeah. So
2: other things in life will also influence you. And mm-hmm. it's identifying what those bias things are, what mm-hmm. those... Um, so it's like your design, your you know, your output, you know, your life experiences will inform that, mm-hmm. you know, it will influence. It's, um, and it's That's knowing true. when actually you might be wrong you know like you you you've come up you think it's a solution and it might be but actually have you uh, uh, you know approached this at a different angle or were you open minded enough to have someone peer review your work mm. and say actually have you considered this
0: mm.
2: it's very difficult because you know you do get personally attached to things and uh, especially you know your projects that you're working on and, yeah. but it's important to take a step back and understand it's not an attack on you as, you know, who you are or your character. It's looking at the project or, you know, the question at hand and making sure that the solution is the best it can be, Mm. you know, and uh, that's what I'm trying to get to with that same really. It's Mm -hmm. like, you know, don't, you know, just be aware that there are many different things that are influencing you. Mm. Uh, to arrive at the answer and sometimes it's right and sometimes you can do more mm. um, just um, you know it's like well if I can't model very well in digital world it might mean that I'll be driven by what my capacity is rather than actually what the actual answer is yeah I hope that's clear yeah. I mean it, it makes it, sense
1: yeah, to me yeah, yeah. yeah. it's yeah.
2: Um, I think you know people mostly are aware of it, but it's just reminding yourself, okay, you know, you have to question things, you have to think.
1: And would you say (laughs) that it's important to get to know as, or to learn as many tools as possible? So get to know how to sketch as well as know how to, you know, do some recording and modelling?
2: I think, yeah.
1: But thinking about it as well, it's you know in our industry anyway, you work in a team, Mm. so it's also about being able to communicate with someone Mm -hmm. who has the ability to use a particular Mm -hmm. tool, Mm -hmm. and
2: so yeah, I would say yes, because actually, not in the sense that you don't have to be proficient, you just have to, I would say, experience it. Because how would you know Mm. the capability?
0: Mm.
2: You know, how would I know? actually within my team like you say if I use someone you know um, okay here's here's a problem but actually this person specializes in this area mm. and this person will solve that mm. issue mm. you know if I wasn't aware of that skill of that function I mm. wouldn't know to kind of address mm-hmm. it obviously you would hope yeah. that they would you know working as a team everyone kind of inputs and so on but It's knowing how to bring out the best in that situation. And I think, even for yourself, you know, it goes back to, you know, as I said, as a child, you are learning, you are experiencing, you are exploring, you know, and you you have to test things um, because then you get objective answers, you know, you, you get the truth. Sometimes it hurts, you know, like, oh, you know, I'm not very good at this, but at least I understand, you know, enough. To know kind of how this works, and then yeah. I'll just, you know, I have to develop access to someone who's proficient at using that.
0: Yes.
2: Um, mm-hmm. You know, some of us are more technical, some of us are more creative, some of us are somewhere in between, and but as a collective brain, you know, you can do some profound things. Mm. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
2: And yeah, so I think it's important to explore mm-hmm. what's out there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Do, do you right? yeah no great <laughs> i don't <laughs> think there's any like yeah no absolutely um i i had a whole section on space that i thought might be something that uh we could have a conversation about um mm-hmm. uh, when i was researching because i i'm i'm not i'm not aware of you know this part of particular industry of like space sure. technology and whatnot and i also came across the videos by um i hope i'm saying his name right neil degrassi tyson Degrasse yeah, tyson. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and i watched an episode cosmos. of his cosmos yeah, yeah, yeah. wow <laughs> it's great stuff yeah yeah Amazing. Physics is Gosh, uh, amazing.
2: it's uh puts things into perspective <laughs> it, yeah
1: it definitely definitely did and and i really liked this quote that he said he said um the day we have the power to terraform Mars, turn Mars into Earth, we'll have the power to turn Earth into Earth, which mm. made me think about what you were doing because mm. that's essentially, you know, it's it's this idea of thinking bigger and further
0: mm-hmm.
1: in order to inform the...
2: Yeah, so um, there's quite a lot of um, critical thinking about that where people say, well, you know, why are we spending so much time and resources kind of exploring space? Mm. You know, we have issues mm. here that we can mm. focus mm. our resource mm. with resource mm. on. But actually, I would argue, well, think of it this way. Um, the fact that we are looking out there, the lessons that we are learning in a wider context of things mm. informs what we do here. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what my research is doing, mm. you know, yeah. at TIQ. Um, mm-hmm it's you know there are extreme environments you know but we also have extreme environments here Mm. you know and we approach more and more of those Mm. and so we have to understand okay how do we respond how do we design to make sure that the balance is restored
0: Mm.
2: and um, you know like uh, you get people excited when there are difficult problems to solve people get excited you know people get oh, you know, I need to find the solution to this. And it kind of, you know, and and so, so many lessons can then apply to our everyday. I mean, so many different things actually translated from the space industry to our everyday, like the computers, the mics, you know, the, the GoPros. Mm. All of that stuff comes from research that was for uh, the space industry, yeah. you know, and, and yeah, the, you know, our insulation material, yeah. you know, uh, the list goes on and on, you yeah. know, and it's it's just being aware of that actually that's exactly what we're doing you know we're researching the wider context and what we find out will help us solve problems here mm-hmm. <laughs> in, in, yeah. you know, on earth so
1: well, yeah and I yeah. guess that's that's what it is that it, that excites you um, yeah, yeah yeah yeah
2: it's yeah uh, it's certainly quite an interesting subject, you know. It's um I like to explore. So for yeah. me it's like, you know, I might like, I like to go around the world to different places and visit as much as I can, you know. Mm-hmm. Um and just see different contexts and i I just I think it's important because it just uh, helps you find yourself in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you you might do a simple thing where you discover, actually, I want to live in this part of the world, mm-hmm. you know, or actually you open yourself up to so many different cultures and you understand, wow, so many of us are so different but the same at the same time. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. And but you learn and it's just, uh, yeah, the experience becomes so much more deep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So.
1: I I I I mean I think this is a question that you are essentially still exploring.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I put I noted that you know how can some of these technologies be used to protect and preserve our earthly landscapes, mm. but that is what T I Q is yeah. doing at the moment. So it's
2: literally so, yeah exactly yeah. what I'm trying to yeah. discover to kind of. Um, you know, the things that are coming out are very much, um, you know, like I talked to you about the the landscape side where, you know, we have to focus on our trees, on our mushrooms, on our yeah. bees, you know. like, yeah. And it's literally, you know, obviously there are very technical factors to be aware of, but, you know, it's as simple as that, um, you know, that you can do as an individual. Um, and to also, you know, as designers of the... Uh, built environment, kind of the infrastructure and landscape, we can become a little bit more efficient, you know, in terms of how we, um, you know, use materials. Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, it's uh, being lightweight, you know, can we have multifunctional structures? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, and a lot of the industries, like, you know, some of the stuff that I was learning about um, is quite amazing. So, um, mm-hmm. satellites, for example. Um, You know, the specialists, uh, uh, Oxford Space Systems, um, um, actually looked at origami and, you know, you're always fighting for space, you know, you want everything to be light
0: Mm. and
2: stow into a small, compact space. So, you know, they've looked at origami, how can they design a satellite that folds out, you know, to create a large surface area when you need it out in space, but, you know, when you're getting it out there, you need it to be very small and compact, so um, Uh it's like well, origami is a human skill that's been around for a very long time,
0: Mm.
2: there you go, that's informed that, Mm. and um, the other thing is, um, they were looking at fishnets, it's like in space, it's a very dangerous environment, you know, unfortunately we've put um, a lot of rubbish in there, (laughs) like bolts and things like that, and uh, pieces of metal and stuff, and You know, if that pierces uh, Mm. the satellite, it can render it useless, or you know, it might not work. Mm. And so, um, again, what they've done is they've looked at the fish industry and the way that they knit the net, uh, the pattern, actually means that when there's a you know penetration in that area it stays in that area and rather than continuing to rip. so you know and and those are the sort of lessons that are quite interesting Um,
1: that's yeah that's interesting how that could also be applied to perhaps like natural disasters and those sort of environments exactly so if
2: you need if you need to create a shelter that's compact but then you can just deploy it yeah off it goes unfolds and then you have uh, you know a shelter that you can at least sleep Yeah. You know, safely and, and, uh, you know, things like that and, but also, it's it's also informing like, uh, you know, in terms of buildings, for example, you know, everything is very static and kind of just stuck, you know. Mm. Why not design spaces that transform, you know, that actually adapt and move and can be dismantled, for example, Mm. you know, moved away. yeah. you know our lifestyles change you know for example you might be an individual but then you might get a partner mm. in life then you might have you know children you yeah. you might adopt or whatever you know or you're yeah. multi-generational your parents are living with you and so your requirements change so the space, the function the use of that space changes mm. so can you have you know um, walls that shift and mm. you know fold and transform away but they also act as storage mm. you know can the furniture uh, be Folded in different ways that, you know, it can be used as a table or as a bed or you know, and it's all those sort of um, almost practical solutions um, that we can take away. Um, But yeah, I'm on this discovery journey right now to see. um,
1: Yeah, it's exciting.
2: I absolutely love it. Yeah, 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 I absolutely love it. It's um, yeah, it's great. It's you know, as I said, some of the lessons I'm already applying into my design. So design solutions. So um, yeah, it's yeah. cool. Yeah. <laughs> and amazing. I'm grateful to the people that actually, as I said, you know, uh given the time and their knowledge to me. So and it's available to everyone now. So Yeah. Yeah.
1: Amazing. Well yeah, <laughs> no congratulations on that. <laughs> Thank Huge you. congratulations. Yeah. Um, well yeah to to close things, um mm-hmm. I think you've shared so much wisdom already (laughs) to everyone. Um, Do you have any advice for fellow architects and designers? Mm -hmm. And um, what makes you hopeful Mm -hmm. about our times?
2: Yeah. um, Advice for other architects. Do you mean like Mm -hmm. experienced architects or people coming into the... Career. What do you mean, just as a general?
1: I, I wrote it as a general, but I I I don't know. I I, I, think, I think I can.
2: Yeah, I think uh, you know there are certain things I would say different to mm-hmm. a young student. Um,
1: what would you say to you?
2: But keep your <laughs> basically keep your mind open, yeah. Um, yeah. and I've been saying it throughout this podcast. Yeah. Actually, is. Um, Explore and read outside architecture. Mm. Um, definitely understand kind of to some degree the history and why humans do certain things. You know, and proven technologies. You know, understand those. But actually, don't narrow your pathway just to oh, who's your favorite architect and mm-hmm. this is the type of architecture yeah. I want to do. It's yeah.
0: Um,
2: and if you do, that's fine. You know, that's your pathway. Um, I just think there's opportunity to discover who you are more when you actually, you know, explore other interests. Um, like I said, you, you might like shoes. <laughs> how can that inform your design? <laughs> you know what I mean? You might like, you know, you, I don't know, bags. I don't know. <laughs> you, you, you like... Working uh, out. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> so, it's, exactly. so how yeah. can those things inform your design? And actually bring those little quirky touches that represent and you can just identify as you. Um, So yeah, so definitely explore outside architecture.
1: What about for a learned, (laughs) architect, experienced Um, Yeah. years
2: and... Experienced, uh, I would say share what you have learned. With those younger people,
0: mm. you know,
2: don't all that wisdom. Like, find a way to capture it, mm-hmm. mm. so the it's you know, it's almost like it's passed on. But and then also explore yourself. You know, like keep exploring. Like, look outside architecture, which is mm. the same. Yeah. You know, um, <clears throat> it's very difficult to say because when you have so many responsibilities and. um you know, so many different projects and clients kind of depend. Mm-hmm. Make sure that you deliver. You mm-hmm. know, it's mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. it's difficult to kind of do research and. Uh, but yeah, if you can find a way, then definitely do that.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. great. Yeah. Right. Uh, so I always end each episode with a word of the episode from our guest. Mm-hmm. So word that. I don't know that comes into your mind that's important to you, that's something that you feel like it's yeah it's important to sort of yeah get out there and share because I think language is a big mm. big thing
2: yeah uh, a word I would say imagination uh-huh. I think you know because when you're a child you're imagining things all the time
0: mm.
2: um and maybe as you get older, you you do that less. Mm -hmm. So I'd say keep imagining things, you know, because actually that's how you solve or problem solve in life, isn't it? Like, okay, well, imagine if I do it like this, maybe that will, or imagine if I do that, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's a good way. Yeah. Think, imagine question. (laughs) (laughs) That's the... (laughs) I got three.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. This yeah. Thank you for fun. having me. Yeah. 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 yeah Thanks yeah. for that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Cool. Really
1: good.